Yes, indeed, because one day we're going to have to say no, just like the three Hebrew boys. The Bible says, Father in heaven, give us your understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak, that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be what somebody? Kill. And, you know, thank God that these three Hebrew boys were willing to stand in the face of a death decree. And what's happening is, just like in Daniel 3, when the herald was cried aloud to everybody, right now there's a herald crying aloud to bring this world together on this issue of climate change. And the Roman Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, um, and world leaders are coming together. You saw what happened this week where um, the Pope is making his pitch again for world domination. And we know what's going to happen. And we talked about the digital currency. Did we talk about the digital currency? By this year, brothers and sisters, things are going to be a little bit more different than it is right now. And after that, the whole world will be converted and in harmony with the Sunday law. Now, when will this happen? I do not know exactly when, but we do know it's coming. And what we need to do today, we need to do a little study on this issue of the king of the north and the king of the south again. Can we talk about this? Because um, this power, Roman Catholicism, um, is seeking to regain control of the world, to reestablish persecution, and to undo all that Protestantism has done. And for this update, we want you to focus on one word. Um, the Pope a couple of years ago said that we need a global educational pact that educates us to universal what somebody? Solidarity. So that means everybody coming together. And so uh, this thing about everybody coming together is key. And what we know is, is that the Protestant churches will unite with the papacy and in violation of the law of God to bring this about. We are told that there will be a universal bond of union, one great harmony, a confederacy of Satan's forces. And we are told in inspiration, there is to be no compromise for those who make void the law of God. You know, she says, it's no, it's, it is not to be how much compromise? No compromise. She says, it is not safe to rely upon them as counselor. Do you see that? You see that? So we in this ecumenical movement cannot, we, we cannot join them in any ecumenical alliance because they'll lead us out of what we need to do. It says our testimony is not to be less decided now than formerly. Then it says our real position. Our what position? Okay, but okay, our real position. Thank, thank you very much. Our real position is not to be cloaked in order to please the world's great men. They may desire us to unite with them and accept their plans, and they may make propositions in regard to our course of action which may give the enemy a decided advantage over us. See, when you see articles such as the United States must repent of fossil fuels and they must lead out, and then when you see articles in Time magazine that world leaders must listen to the Pope on climate change, we know that the desolation is nigh. Do you understand this? And Ellen G. White says in the spirit of prophecy that the world is stirred with the spirit of war. The prophecy of the 11th chapter of Daniel has nearly reached its complete fulfillment. Soon the scenes, thank you for the water, my brother. Soon the scenes of trouble spoken of and the prophecies will take place. There's two powers we're going to deal with in this study. The king of the north and the king of the what? South. Okay, now we're going to just make it very simplistic so people can understand this. But I think you may want to get some um, writing, a writing instrument or just to kind of keep this in mind. 
Now, you know, the beautiful thing about I love about Bible prophecy is how the Lord says the same thing, um, but he says it in so many different ways. And so he's coming from this angle. Now, if, as you see here, um, when it says king of the north, king of the south, we're talking about north and south of the proximity of Israel. Where's somebody? Israel. Now, south of Israel is Egypt. Do you understand this right here? And so the same power in Revelation chapter 11 and verse 8, the beast that came up out of the bottomless pit, the Bible says was spiritually called Sodom in Egypt. We already read that. And we know that's the king of the south. The power that brought the papacy down in 1798, um, the immorality of Sodom, the uh, immorality of Sodom and the licentiousness or the ancient, um, excuse me, moral and political atheism of Egypt, brothers and sisters, that combined has constituted the king of the south. Do you understand this right here? But the Bible talks about a king of the north. Do you understand this? And what is talking about north, if you look at it, ancient Babylon in the Old Testament, who did I say? Ancient Babylon in the Old Testament was the Old Testament king of the north. Why? Because even though Babylon was west of Israel, it had to go north in order to come into Israel. That's why it's known as the king of the north. You can go to Ezekiel chapter 26, verse 7. Ezekiel 26, verse 7. It talks about Nebuchadnezzar, a king of the north, coming from the north. And so we believe, as I believe in Bible prophecy, the king of the south is Egypt, Sodom and Egypt. And the king of the north will be spiritual Babylon led by the papacy. Do you understand this? And Babylon not only composes Roman Catholicism and apostate Protestantism, but it composes of the false religions as well, too. And notice what the Bible says. It says, at the time of the end shall the king of the south push against the king of the north. Now, let me ask you this right here. Now, when was the time of the end prophetically? When was the prophetic time of the end? When did the time of the end begin? That's right, 1798. Daniel chapter 3 tells us about that age and so it's going to push at the king of the north. But notice this right here. Now, that's the infliction of a deadly wound. But the Bible says, and the king of the north shall come against him with what? Chariots and with horsemen and with many ships. And he shall enter into the countries and shall overflow. And what's about it? Pass over. So you're going to see a change in power and control. That's what you do see in Daniel 11, verse 40. The king of the south makes his first push. So moral and political atheism, the king of the south has their power, but at, but, but at the end of time, it's going to shift where the deadly wound will be healed and things are going to go to the right again. So before we go any further, understand this right here, the things are going to go to the left first. And in this country, the king of the, you kind of see the king of the north and the king of the south through political parties today and to where you see the king of the south played out through the Democratic Party. I'm not saying that's what it is. Well, I am saying that's what it is. But um, but this is what is going on. And in the 2012 elections, some of you may remember, they removed all references to God from the party platform. Do you understand this right here? Because of their beliefs. And then shortly after that, of course, some of you saw it, um, the recognition of same-sex marriage by the President of the United States and they put the rainbow there. But the rainbow is not symbolic, really, of the gay culture. It's really symbolic of God's covenant. Amen. But what they're going to do, what this is saying is, this is saying that, this is kind of mocking God, saying you're not going to destroy us. Right? 
but God needs what he says. Now, this is how this is how bad. So the king of the south is really making his move. Now, this is um Little Wayne, one of for those who don't know, this is one of the most popular rappers of all time. And look, he has a song called The Real King of the South. You see that? And then of course you have Beyonce and Jay-Z. They're putting up these signs, um, these um, anti-Christian signs, and we know that's not right. And these are the prime movers of this um, new alternative lifestyle to where they say that this is just as much a family as a traditional family. But you cannot get children without complementary sexes. Do you understand this right here? And so this King of the South terminology is so bad to where now you have what's called gender-neutral battle. Do you see this right here? And this is really going out really now like never, ever before. Brother Richard, you can take it off of the screen now. So what happens is, is that we're seeing a phenomenon in society now to where confusion is going on. Am I right? Confusion over gender, confusion over these things, and these are bleeding in. And I'm, I'm about to make a point because what's happening is, is that Ellen White says that a Sunday law will be enforced to correct the morals of society. Do you understand this right here? And what we're going to do, I'm going to show you a video in just a second of how confusing this is. And we're going to um, show this to you. And um, you will not believe what I'm going to show you in just a minute. And um, don't turn to the screen. But what happens is, is that things are getting more and more liberal now in the world. Amen. But notice this, things are getting more and more liberal in the church. Am I right? To where it's kind of like people go in the direction of the wind. Do you understand this? And so if, if they go this way, we'll go that way. And I want to present something to you that's going to have a lot of prophetic implications for um, God's people in the last days. Now I want to just so let you hear this interview with Candace Owens. And Mark Lamont Hill. Now, Mark Lamont Hill is a PhD, which means he should be he should know better. But I want you to hear what uh, he says in this video um, when Candace Owens asks him a simple question about gender, and listen to his answer when she just comes straight up and just asks him a question that uh, about men and women. Let's go to the screen right here, Brother Richard. Let's go to the screen as you see this right here. Just showing you how far the King of the South ideology has gone. How we as a society make sense of those physical realities, right? So, for example, um, you said we're black. Sure, right? Um, I'm trying to think of a, 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 you pick a light-skinned black person, right? They're black. Okay, let me go a little bit further back, okay? Let me just go a little bit further back. Watch here. Such thing as racial injustice. You see what I did there? Because black is a social truth. So, so to acknowledge a social construct does not mean that we ignore biology, and it doesn't, um, it doesn't mean that we don't have... Can men get pregnant? Uh, depends. She asked the question, can men get pregnant? We know that is not true. Men do not have uteruses, only women do. Amen? All right. I know, I know, what does I, it depend on? I know trans men that can get pregnant. That, that means it's a woman. Only one sex well, can get pregnant. Well, then that's a circular argument. That's it's not a circular argument. Yeah. It's proving my thing. There is a truth, a concrete truth. You have to be born with a uterus to have a baby. Only women can get pregnant. The fact that we've arrived in a society right, that's even part of disagreeing with. That's the part of disagreeing There's with. There's nothing to disagree with. These are facts. So you can say that this person who is pregnant identifies as a man. 
That person was born a woman. I can tell you that every single time because only women can have sex because there are concrete truths about life. That is that, can, can, I mean, can have uh, babies, pardon, and that that is a hard truth about life. You cannot make that go away because you want to call a man, somebody who has a beard and dresses like a dude a woman. Only if it's pregnant, I'll take and tell you exactly what it is. It's a woman. So, so I, I'll give you, let's go back to the social construct thing because that, it'll answer the thing you just said. I'm not ignoring what you just said. I want to tie it together. So the, the idea... Now, he's getting ready to philosophize why... The reality or the reality that we know isn't really a reality. So this is how far the king of the south is gone. Dear, uh, my point was that a social construct doesn't ignore physical realities, right? Um, social, the social construct is about how we as a society make sense of those physical realities, right? So, for example, um, you said we're black. Sure, right? Um, I'm trying to think of a, 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 you pick a light-skinned black person, right? They're black. Right? We'd agree on that. Mm -hmm. Now let's go to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Let's go to the PR. Let's go to Puerto Rico. Let's go to Jordan. Let's go to Iraq. Let's go to Sudan. Let's go to Ghana. Right? And each of the and let's go to South Africa. I'm, I'm picking these places very specifically because they have different racial logics and racial paradigms. And what it means to be black here, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a universal blackness. Right? That 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 in in Dominican there might be five different other racial categories. Right? And there there are some light skinned black folk here who, when they go to Ghana, get ready to get basically seen as white. Right? Because of how we socially construct it doesn't mean my biology changed. Doesn't mean my physical reality changed. But how society engages this stuff is what makes it a social construct. So similarly, uh, when it comes, so so I'm not ignoring the realities of. Race, so, so with race and racism in America, and then I'm going to take it back to the gender thing, when it comes to race and racism in America, it's, yes, biologically we're all the same, right? Black people, white people, there's an infinitesimal difference between a black person and a white person in terms of our genetics, right? This is this superficial stuff. But I, that doesn't, that, that's a biological reality, right? It's a biological fact, right? Um, just like as biologically true as like me being born with a penis, right? Um, but the truth is, but the, but the idea that there's social meanings attached to that blackness, that make people fear me or that make people think that the, this per, that person's life is worth more because they're white or whatever. Those are social meanings that are arbitrary right. and different. So so to, to acknowledge social constructs doesn't mean you ignore biological realities. But you just did that when you said that men could give birth. So, so similarly, what I'm saying is, is that I'm not denying the biological reality of maleness, of, of the genitalia we're assigned at birth and what we can do with those body parts. I'm not denying that. That's a biological reality. Again, the social meaning I'm attaching to it is what I'm saying is more complicated. It's a, but it's not complicated. Can men give birth? Sometimes. That's my answer. Yes. And the answer that is that is the man me and the males only a mental. See, once gay marriage got legalized, then then it gave permission for people to bring start thinking like this. Okay, let's continue on crazy and this is we, we cannot it's just, it's just crazy we cannot allow this to happen but you wouldn't say the definition of being a woman's ability to give birth and i'm not saying that only women can give birth is a factually true statement only women can give birth there, there's only one type of human being only that can with give uteruses birth. and vaginas yes and can, stuff give, can birth. give birth only women can birth. You, I'm not men dis, I'm not cannot disagreeing with that. birth i'm not and that here's what i think we're talking past each other what i'm saying is i'm not disputing the fact that certain body parts yield certain kinds of possibilities right what I'm disagreeing with is the idea that that is the measure of whether or not you're a man or a woman in, in, in society. Oh, okay. man, you hear that? You see how bad this has gotten? So what happens is, is that, you know, um, so this is just all this gender confusion and stuff? Oh, man, it's serious. Let me play this. But it has now come to a point where if you say that only women can give birth, you are called a bigot. 
that is crazy. That's nuts. So if you say, like J.K. Rowling did when she got canceled by the Harry Potter cast, that only women can menstruate, okay? Can men get their period? Can you, can, can you help my audience? Can men get their period? Some can. Okay. Yeah, trans men. Some there's some trans men who can. Um, and again, I, I think it's okay to ask interesting questions. I think it's okay to have intellectual debates. But I, I don't think that we ever want to enter a space where we deny the, the, the humanity. And I'm not saying you are, but to deny the humanity or the experiences of other people. I'm, like I said, I was totally okay with trans until it became a demand. You, what you are denying is my ability to be an intelligent human being, right? You're denying, you're denying my ability to talk about science and biology in a meaningful way. You are now making your existence is actually infringing on mine. Okay. And because when you make it a requirement now that I have to pretend that men can give birth and men can menstruate and there needs to be tampons as the ACLU is fighting for and males bed and male restrooms and if I don't see the reason the importance of that then I'm a bigot. I'm sort of saying no no no. I accept you if you wanna run around and you wanna wear a dress and you wanna call yourself Tiffany and you wanna put a pillow in you can you if if you want I, I I don't need to know your name. It doesn't mean anything to me. You want to call, I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't believe your name is Tiffany. You know, if a person comes up to me and they're in a dress and a, and a skirt and they say, my name's Tiffany. Okay, cool, Tiffany. Cool. Right. right? But when it becomes Candace is a bigot because she won't acknowledge that, you know, Tiffany, Tiffany the man got her period and, and can have a baby, I'm not playing that game. We, I, am, I will so never So tomorrow, I'll come down. on your show tomorrow. And I, I have decided uh, that, or a year from now, uh, suddenly I have... I, I, I have reimagined my identity, and I have, I have I have recognized and affirmed my identity as, as a trans woman, and I no longer want to identify uh, as Mark. I want to identify, as, to use your example, as Tiffany. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't be like, this book says Mark, you're Mark. You'd, you'd call me Tiffany. I'd call you Tiffany, but I'm not going to call you she and her, because that has real meaning, and I'm not going to play the What's game. What's compromised by that? Is what? what trying to understand. What? My, my, my reality. You're now saying you've transformed your reality, and now I have to pretend that words have no meanings, and they do have meanings, right? So I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to call you here. Hi, Tiff. How you doing, Tiff? Did you have a good day, Tiff? Great, Tiff. I'm not going to then say, she, she, I'm not doing that. And if people cannot, if, you, if people that demand... That's misgender me either. What? I'll just call you Tiffany. But, and if they say, where'd Tiffany and go? I, I you're not going to be like, he just left. You'll say, she just left. I'll probably slip up, a, you know, once or twice. But I'm not talking about mistakes, but I'm left. saying you wouldn't intentionally misgender me. No, I wouldn't intentionally misgender you, but I don't want, I don't want Tiffany in my bathroom. I don't want Tiffany. But you in also my don't spaces. want tampons in the other bathroom. Right? That's what I don't. Care. No, I don't care. I don't care. I, I think it's stupid. I think it's foolish. I think it's dumb. But if you, if that's really where guys want to go, do it. I don't care. It's not my business. It doesn't impact me. I don't have to go in the bathroom. But I don't want Tiffany in my bathroom. And you okay? Are you okay with gender neutral bathrooms? That's how most bathrooms are. They just, it's always they go on the plane. They're all gender neutral. No, I got you. But yeah. I'm saying bathroom, I'm talking, I'm, bathroom, fine. But cool. I'm saying designating a specific one, like in public spaces, like restaurants. Yeah, I hate that they say gender neutral because usually they just say bathroom. Like you don't, you don't need to say gender neutral. It just says bathroom. And we all understood that. That just seems to be an extra step of virtue signaling to say gender neutral. You just put bathroom. Everyone knows what that means. No, but a lot of times in places, like for example, in our university, uh, we have male bathrooms, we have female bathrooms, yeah. and then we have gender neutral bathrooms. You could just put bathroom. Everyone knows what it means. You put WC, everyone knows what it means. It means anybody can go here. That's always been that way since the beginning of time. And then suddenly the trans lobby wanted to say gender neutral. And suddenly we had to put gender neutral. That's so fascinating because like, I find it actually be the right, in this case, and I'm not. Planes. Do they say gender neutral? I, I'm just with you. Bathroom? I'm with you. I mean, grandmom's house. Yeah. Thanksgiving, right? I mean, no one called it gender. I, I'm with you. Yeah. But I often find that it's the, it, it's, it's, the, it's the anti-trans community that's like, oh my God, a gender neutral bathroom. Make it bathroom. He needs to give his PhD back because, you know. But you see how people rationalize? You see the right. Ra- Take it off the screen, brother, on Bridger. You see how that, on um, brother Eddie? Maybe he needs to say something. Yeah, you see how they, you see how, how he has rationalized something very simple. And we do we need, we don't have to go to school to know the differences between men and women, right? Simple. 
But this is what the king of the south has done. Do you understand this right here? See, Ellen G. White says that the dress is worn by the same, but the dress is if the same dress worn by both sexes were allowed, it would cause confusion. And that's where we are right now. Yes. Cheryl says that men can give birth. They can give birth. They give birth to stupidity, and that's why we're in this mess now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, now, that is a kind of a backwards argument from his standpoint. Yeah, he's right? a PhD. Well, yes, I know, but if you're taught by the crazy people, yeah. you're going to be crazy too. Right? If you live in the asylum, guess what? So the, the the problem is when you had white bathrooms and black bathrooms, they didn't want that. Why didn't they just say, well, that's okay because we're just signaling this person and that person. So they want a gender neutral, gender neutral bathroom because they don't want to signal the difference between man and woman. But you wanted the difference between white and black, so why can't they have... They can say, we want that difference. We want to signal that difference. So it's mean? Satan's so playing it's the same all thing. sides. Confusion. We have, can you um, go over here? Um, we're going to have to make sure you comment so 30 seconds or less because he got those hands going up. All right, so who had their hand up? 30 seconds or less. Yeah, uh, these socially engineered paradigms are basically giving people the permission to be retarded. That's really what it is. And, um, you know, it's just Satan's way of, dumbing us down to the point where he can introduce his extremist satanic religion because when you don't have any relationship with God then you don't have any spiritual defense against you know the onslaught of a dominant world religion that's right so, you know so that's all he's doing most people don't know that that's what he's doing that's right sister Daphne and then brother Eli 30 seconds or less okay so we're looking at this and they're trying to say there's no real difference. Like he's comparing black and white and this and that and the other thing. Right. Yet when you go to the hospital, there's a real difference. Mm -hmm. Right? You take somebody to the hospital. Now, with black and white, you're going to treat them the same way. If right. it's a man, you're going to treat him a certain way because he is a man. Right. He's going to have a different makeup. If it's a woman, you're going to treat her a certain way. You know, whatever issue she has, she's going to see an OBGYN or whatever. She's got to see somebody. We've had, there are people who have gone to the hospital who literally, like this woman went there, she claims to be a cat. Mm. So now if you are going to treat people the way they claim to be, who do you, who, do you send her to a vet? Thank you. Okay. So, so you see how this is an insult. Really on God's creation. My sister Bellamy, you had a hand up behind you. 30 seconds or less. Really, people are just afraid to call things by the rightful name. That's really what it is. I think a lot of him talking up there, I think he's a very intelligent person. I think at the end of the day, very. he's trying to protect himself from the backlash that he'll experience if he does go down the logical right. and creative path. I mean, we can't refute that a man's a man is a woman, a woman is a woman, but there's just a lot of social backlash that he'll get for it. Exactly. And I have a very serious question I must ask, Sister Kelly and Eli. Yeah, no, I was just going to say what you said. We were thinking the same thing. It's what you were saying about the cancel culture. Right. And if he really talked, you know, sensibly, yes. he probably wouldn't have what he had. They probably would take his They would PhD. take him down because it's not politically correct to teach the truth. Do you understand this? And this is a war against the Bible. That's why we do need Christian education. Amen? Yes. I was just, to me, the thing, like, there was a, an, uh, uh, his premise was off, and so his conclusion was off, because he can he compared two things that are not the same. Racial identity 
is determined by men and women. Like one person back in the 50s, they would call you a Negro. Now they say you're African-American. Right. This is something that human beings have determined right. amongst ourselves. Male and female was determined by God. God. And, when, and when God says something, it's permanent. When people say something, he's right. It can be fluid. You can go to South Africa, and it's different than when you go to North America. But when right. God says something, it's, that's it. And I think that's the problem with the, as you said, the king of the south, is that they they put what God says on the same level as what and people say. Right. And then you get all, all confusion. And see, this is where the deception is at. I got you. That if we can look at things from a humanistic lens, then we can continue. Then, guess what? All this goes on. Let me hit this right here, and then we get the next two hands. Let's go to the screen, Brother Richard. See, Satan wants us to look at this through a human lens. See, thank God for science, for the Bible says well, we were fearfully and wonderfully made. Proven science says if you were born with the XX chromosome, you are a female. If you were born with the XY, you are a male. I guess now they won't believe in science either. God knew this issue would come up. We cannot change our DNA because God always gets it right. Is it a boy? When a child is born, in order to know the sex, unless you did an ultrasound, you look down. Am I right? You know, you know when it's a boy and when it's a girl, right? But look what the doctor says. I don't know. We'll have to wait for it to decide. And, th- and you're laughing, but they do now have genderless birth certificates now. And so what it's doing is it's just giving rise to alternativism and stuff like that. So that you see right here, all these rappers and stuff wearing all this stuff. And then, of course, the men just looking like women and looking like girls and stuff like that. I mean, it's just really getting bad, man. And so I want to hit this right here. Now, can we agree that the morals are on the down? Yes, it is. All right. Okay. We know what the Bible says. Violent crime, sexual promiscuity, abortion on demand. Now, when it comes to this issue, homosexuality, king of the south, um, is really ripe. The Bible says, thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. For it is what, somebody? Abomination. So it's an abomination, right? So if so, should a seven-day Adventist school or college have an LGBT club? Why? What if the government forced them to do that in order for them to stay? See, so somebody say close the place down. Well, well I'm going to show you something. We're going to we're going to show you something. Now, this is what Spirit of Prophecy says: Not one particle of sodomitish impurity will escape the wrath of God at the execution of the judgment. So obviously God's standard has not changed, right? Those who do not repent and forsake all uncleanness will fall with the wicked. Those who become members of the royal family and form the kingdom of God made new will be saints and not what, somebody? Sinners. Now watch this right here. We're going to show you something. Uh, Ellen White says, this unbelief of the very truths of God's word because human judgment cannot comprehend the mysteries of his work is found in how many districts? And this was written in the 1800s when she wrote this. It's found in every district. So if it was in every district when she was alive, you know it's in every district today when it's all open now. In all ranks of where? Society. It is taught in most of our schools and comes into the lessons of the nurseries. So you see how far the king of the south is going? Do you see that? And we see it today. To where children are being educated in atheism. Am I right? And so, let me tell you this. Now, let me share this with you. I did ask a question. Let me ask you this question again. 
if an LGBT group decides they want to have a club on an Adventist campus, can they, by the law, can they by law do it? Yes. Now, if the seven they have in the school stands up against it, because the possibility they could be closed. Look what Ellen White says. All schools. How many schools? Among us will soon be closed up. Now, when a time comes when you can't buy or sell, it's okay. Amen? We won't be able to sell education. We won't be able to buy education. It's industry. But could it be that they could close because of stuff like this? Now, let me share this with you. Let me share this with you. I want to ask you a question. Um, I want to show you this. Those who don't think that same-sex marriage will be legalized, I want to share something with you here. Let's look at the third paragraph. It says, in every situation where marriage affects society, the state will expect Christians and all people of goodwill to betray their what? Consciences by condoning through silence or act an attack on natural order and Christian morality. And let me tell you, let me tell you how serious this is, because we're going we're gonna to get into the digital dollar and other, all the other stuff. Those who don't think that same-sex marriage should be legalized, number one, people who don't think so may not be able to keep their business licenses. Number two, colleges that don't think so will not be able to keep their accreditation. And that's very important for a lot of Adventist colleges. Military chaplains who don't think so will be, could be court-martialed. Churches who don't think so could be targeted by for reprisal by the state. That's how extreme this can go. And look at this right here. Where the heterodox religious belief itself will be swept from the public square. Are you ready for this? It will affect how the Seventh-day Adventist church will conduct their churches, their hospitals, and their schools. Do you understand this right here? Do you hear this? And I'm here to let you know, brothers and sisters, are you ready for this? Because, okay, we understand that, but we're talking about the denominational structure, okay? And watch this right here. Churches, if, if this thing continues on, churches could be forced to accept gay pastors based on equality and gender. Are you sure? Look at this right here. Compass Magazine, March 2015. Florida's seven-day Adventist Hospital offers health benefits to same-sex couples. You see that? You see this? Look what it says here. Propelled by the legalization of gay marriage in Florida, the Adventist health system voted to offer benefits to same-sex couples employed at Florida Hospital. The company already offers similar benefits to its employees in District of Columbia, Illinois, Wisconsin, and Maryland. You see this right here. Now, I had a pastor, a prominent pastor, try to rebuke me for showing this. I'm like, well, they're projected ones, so I'm just repeating what they show. See, now don't come on me because I'm just repeating what they're saying. Go to the people who are putting this stuff out. Now, and so, because imagine one day you start seeing that. I don't, I don't think it's going to get to that point. Hopefully it won't get to that point, but this is a gay pastor and their so-called husband, his so-called husband. Mercy, this is deep. So let me ask you a question. Now, I have a question. Now, if LGBT clubs started to say, well, we can we can um, have this, what should SDA universities do? 
Take what? Take the credentials for who? Okay, well, I just read now. Think about it, because um, one day, because a couple of weeks ago, we was on a town hall meeting, and the president of our college told us to really pray about this situation, and, and I did pray about it. And I'm going to show you a situation how the king of the south is making a move. And what happened was just recently, now let me just kind of tell you up front what seven-day Adventist schools should do if these things continue to get upheld by the Supreme Court. Number one, we must pray to the Lord to fight this battle. And number two, take a firm stand based on what? scripture and reaffirm the biblical what model we have that religious right to do that am i right and number three stand for the right though the heavens fall we're not gonna allow nobody to bully us now let me share something with you and i'm just gonna get to what i need to get to now just recently this this happened september 15 2022 the supreme court rules yeshiva university must recognize student lgbt group for now did you hear that did you hear that? Brother Pride, do you see this right here? This is what the president told us to pray about. I mean, and I'm be praying with him on this because he said this will this could affect us. Do you understand this right here? And this is why these elections, I tell you, this is why people are so uh it says they the Supreme Court rules, it says Yeshiva University in New York will have to continue to recognize an LGBTQ student organization while the school argues its case against the court in a state court. Now, what does L stand for? Lesbian. What does G stand for? What does B stand for? What does T stand for? And what does Q stand for? Now, according to the Bible, we know that we, we teach against this. Am I right, somebody? And if, now the Supreme Court just said you have to accept them for right now. Now, listen to this right here. And notice this right here. So, guess what? Guess what the school did? Can I tell you what the school did? This is what they did. This came out today. Yeshiva University cancels all clubs after it was allowed to, or was ordered to allow an LGBTQ group. They took a stand. They said, look here, you know, we're just going to um, not have no clubs on campus. Amen. Amen. That needs to be applauded. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. People are applauding. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. See, they got to take a stand. It says, Yeshiva University is pausing all student clubs on campus just days after the U.S. Supreme Court refused to block a lower court that ordered the school to recognize an LGBTQ group. You know, and, you know, we need to pray that um, God will send his angels into these courts to fight for truth. It says in an unsigned email to students, the New York City school said that considering the upcoming Jewish holidays, the university will hold off on all undergraduate club activities while it immediately takes steps to follow the roadmap provided by the U.S. Supreme Court to protect the schools. What, somebody? Religious freedom. And brothers and sisters, this is deep. And it says here, um, earlier this week, the Supreme Court told Yeshiva University to go back to New York State Court to continue its legal battle with the YU Pride Alliance, an LGBT student group that wants to be officially recognized by the university. You understand this right here? The Pride Alliance sued the school last year after Yeshiva University refused to officially what? So if um, if a, a LGBTQ that's SDA wants to be recognized, they can sue us. They can sue us. You know why? Because the government, it's not just the accredited schools that are Adventists, even the unaccredited. Do you understand this? 
so what happens is, is that I'm just letting you know how the king of the south is moving. Do you understand this? And then things are going to go to the right, claiming that it conflicted with the school's interpretation with the Torah. A New York state court ruled that the university had to recognize. You see what you see how when we they had to recognize the club and the Supreme Court has left that ruling in place for now. Sometimes the court, the court gets it right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Do you understand this right here? So do you, what, what do you see from this going on? Yes. And so what happens is, let's, you can take it off the screen, Brother Richard. So we as Seventh-day Adventist educators and administrators face a very serious crisis. Because understand this, this generation of young people are more accepting to this culture than our generation and the generation before. Do you understand this? Now, while we do not judge, condemn, castigate people of that who choose to live that lifestyle, we understand that we have to lift up a standard. Amen. And for this reason, we have taken our children out of public schools. Amen. And to put them into Christian schools. But if our schools start, if Christian schools and Adventist schools would start allowing this stuff to come, you know what will happen? They will lose the respect of all their constituents. And you want to see the, the thing really go down? You <laughs> PUC suffered a lot after that guy preached that sermon called Adam and Steve, where he literally justified homosexuality. And if, if you didn't know the Bible, it was the most persuasive message I've ever seen in my life in favor of it from a Christian. So this man believes it's okay for two men to lock up and get together. Do you understand this? And who would want to send their child to a school where this is being taught? Here you're teaching your children not to do this, and then what happens if their doormate is like that and says, come here, I want to show you something. I'm sorry, brother. All right, but you know what I'm trying to say, right? So this shows you the kind of thinking that's going on in this world today. Do you understand this right here? So therefore, people are going to be looking for solutions. Somebody say solutions. Solutions, and guess what's going to happen? Apostate Protestantism is going to stretch their hands across the Gulf. Am I right? Am I right? To enforce a Sunday law. And I want to read you something from the spirit of prophecy in great controversy about this. In the book, The Great Controversy, Sister White talks about the fundamental reason why. So if anything, um, I'm going to show you the, the reason why they're going to uh, enforce a Sunday law. And we're going to show it to you in just a second. This is from Great Controversy, page 587. Listen to what the Spirit from the Lord says. This is um, Great Controversy, page 987, 587. Let's go to the screen, my brother. Let's go to the screen, my brother. Um, the Spirit of Prophecy says, Yet this very class puts forth the claim that the fast-spreading corruption is largely attributable to the desecration of the so-called what? Christian Sabbath, and that the enforcement of what observance? Sunday observance will greatly improve the morals of what? Society. So what happens is Satan is instigating all these left-wing things. You understand this? In order for the Protestants to push for Sunday. Do you understand this? And then he prepares the whole world to go along with it. And while this is going on, guess what's going on? The Treasury is recommending exploring the creation of a digital dollar. You see this right here. You see this right here. Hold on. I'm sorry. So the Biden, the Biden administration is moving one step closer to developing a central bank digital currency known as the digital dollar, saying it will help do what, somebody? Which country? Roll as a what? Leader in the world financial system. Do you see this right here? 
Do you see this? Do you see how this is playing right into what we've been talking about for so long? Look at this article right here. Look at this right here. A digital dollar will allow Americans to directly open an account at the Fed. You hear that? And if because other countries are doing it, look what it says right here. Central bank digital currencies have been a popular topic in recent months as more than how many governments? 100 from around the world. Do you see this right here? Are in various stages of exploring the launch of digital cash. You hear that? Friday's release of a regulatory framework by the Biden's Biden White House included a section on policy objectives for a CBDC system which brought the U.S. one step, one step closer to creating a digital dollar. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? And what happens is Americans already have access to a host of digital dollar accounts which are provided by banks and other financial institutions, but the assets in these accounts are not actual dollars. They are claimed to actual dollars. Wow. The Sound Money Project director further explained that actual dollars are issued exclusively by the Fed. You hear that? And are represented by physical cash and reserve balances held by banks at the federal what? Reserve. Brothers and sisters, listen to this. A genuinely issued, Fed-issued CBDC would be very different in that respect. It would essentially allow Americans to open up an account You can take it off the screen, Brother Richard. I want to hear from you. What do you think about this? What do you think about the possibility of seeing a federal digital dollar? And we know it's already out. We've already talked about this right here. Does anybody have a comment you want to say about it? Are we at the end of time? So let me let me just kind of ask you this question. Can you see now, if, the, if they do create a digital dollar in the U.S., where would you get it from? Where would you, what would you have to do? Get it from where? That means that you would be having a federal app on your phone. And we don't know if they can trace. They would be able to trace, am I right? Not only your accounts, but your location. Am I right? And so if they can do all that, then, brothers and sisters, we know what this means. That means we're in trouble. Am I right? So what happens is when the Bible says that no man, I see your hand, that no man would be able to buy or sell unless they have the mark of the beast. Do you now see, brothers and sisters, now they talk about the creation of this dollar, how we can see how this can come to pass? Yes, go ahead, sister. I don't have the answer to that, but think about it. They usually say it's optional, right? But if the government's going to go into the business of doing this, then pretty soon it's going to be what? Mandatory. Now, when it came to the jab, it was optional first, and then they tried to make it what somebody. So when the mark of the beast comes, this no buy, no sell system will not be optional. It will be what? Mandatory. So that tells me, but hold on now. Will the church, will church and state unite? When church and state unites, who's in control, the church or the state? No, who's in control? So the church will use the authority of the state to control everything. So if you don't go along with what the church says, then guess what? On a federal level, because of the religious influence of the church, the state will take away your right to buy or sell. Am I right? 
So if you can't buy anything, that means you can't buy a house. You can't buy a car. You can't buy a pocketbook, ladies. See this in here. You can't buy food. Am I right? Am I right? Anything that you have to buy, you're not going to be you can't sell. That means if you can't sell, that means you're going to be out of business. Am I right? You're going to be out of business. Am I right? Who else had their hand up? Yes, my sister. Maybe it was the lack of yeah, talking about this. And uh, let's clarify, why is there a need for digital uh, cash? Why? Why? Because the dollar itself has lost its what now? Its value. So we, we broke. Okay? We owe everybody. We have not paid in our debts. So we got to think of some ways that we don't get in trouble. If we can claim the gold, you know, we're in trouble. But we can use the gold that's already in the vaults. But see, it's reserved. easier. <laughs> I mean, it's easier. It's easier. Because what happens is, I mean, how many of you here uses, how many of you here uses um, cash anymore? regular basis. Okay, some of you do, but how many of you don't use cash on a regular basis? But I'm saying if you use it one time a week, that is not regular. You understand this right here? How many of you, it's just you don't remember the last time you had your hands on cash? So things have progressively moved to a cashless society, so having a digital currency makes a whole bunch of sense because it's right in line with what we're doing right now. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have cash app? donation to me, that's good too. But how many, how many have Cash App? Is Cash App convenient? Yes. Does Cash App take a lot of money out of your account? No. And I love me some Cash App. It, if somebody said, can, can I borrow $5 from you? I've been kind of digging my pocket to say, boom. Alright? So we're kind of being mentally groomed to accept this society. Am I right? And so what happens is a digital, a digital currency ain't nothing more than having a Cash App account. Yes. Who had their hand up? Yes. Go ahead. I have a federal government bank account because I worked for the federal government. Mm -hmm. And although I retired, I my money is still there. It goes from wherever to wherever into my federal account. Mm. And um, for the past two years, my my my, my conscience or my mind or whatever it is just keeps telling me take your money out of the bank take my 401k out of the bank take it out take it out take it out ever so often until I took it out but when I took it out I, I I was sorry because they took thousands and thousands of dollars out of my account for taxes and I said oh my gosh <laughs> you know but uh, I move it to another bank and I'm saying when they go into this digital thing here, uh, what's going to happen to the money that I took from the federal and put it into the regular bank? Although my my federal account is still there, all my monies from everything goes right there. My retirement, my social, my everything goes there. Oh, can I say something right now? Um, I'm not going to ask how many of you get Social Security, but back in the day, you used to get a check in the mail, right? Uh -huh. Do they do that now? What do they do? How many of you still get a paycheck in the mail? Nobody. It was you do. Okay. All right. But, okay, but it, it's not how people get paid no more. Am I right? 
Am I right? When I used to work for Southwest Region Conference, um, they would mail that check on a Monday. It would always be there in three days. You understand this, right? I used to, it was like time work. You understand this? But now it's a lot easier to do direct deposit. Do you understand this right here? So really, we've been groomed into really going into a cashless society where we have digital, every transaction is digital now. See, back in the day, you had to call your bank to see what your account was. Now you can just type it up yourself and see what your account is. Do you understand this? Yes, we have a hand over here. We I have, was just wondering, what is going to happen when we go digital? What's going to happen to my I don't know. My, my I do money? not know. My but, mind is telling me to take it out. But well, then I understand if I have the cash in, in my I, hand, then I can't it, Use it while it. you have it right now, because one day you're not going to be able to use it again, sister. All right, let's go over here. 30 seconds or less, because you have a lot of hands up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, speaking of digital, if you have a phone, that is digital. That's right. So okay. you're already under the class of a digital society. Yeah, exactly. So everybody got a telephone. So let me ask you a question, Brother Hodges. Yes. That means that, truthfully speaking, we can't really even go completely off the grid unless we give up our cell phone. That's right. Exactly. So a person could be off the grid. They'd be bragging, I'm off the grid and stuff like that. Yeah. If you have a cell phone, if you have a computer, you're on the grid, baby. Well, I have and, a and, 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 you know, let me say this to you. Even if you were off the grid, say if you were off the grid, you had no connection with nobody. Do you have a mailing address? Let me tell you, the only people who are off the grid are those who are homeless. You hear me? With no cell phone. Was the only ones off the grid. So people want to brag about living off the grid. If you want to live off the grid, that's fine. But understand this right here. Country living is not about hideout. They know where you at. The mailman knows where you live at. Am I right? You have e How many of you don't have an email address? Everybody got an email address. So what if everybody got an email address, guess what, brothers and sisters? They know exactly how to find you. Let's go back to the book of Jeremiah. There was a prophet that had spoken against the priests. He left to Egypt. I don't know where in Egypt he went to. Them Israelites went, those Jews went down there and found him. How they found him, I don't know. And they brought him back and killed him. You hear me? Now, that, they didn't have no cell phones. No grid was completely off the grid. So, brothers and sisters, they got neighbors who will turn you in. And they will, people will tell. Do you understand this? I know he, y'all, he over there, right? Am I right? Who had the hell else had your brother? Go ahead. Thirty seconds or less. This is an interesting topic this evening. I wasn't expecting this, but mm -hmm. I wanted to say something about the um, sexual confusion that we have going on now. Thirty seconds or less. We have to recognize that. I heard. I saw a statement that nobody could change anything, mm -hmm. but we have to realize that man is the most uh, important creation that God ever made. The most important. That's right. And that Satan, what makes us think that Satan wouldn't fool with that? Mm. I mean, so he creates more embarrassment, more problems by dealing with that. Number two, we haven't used, um, cash hasn't been cash since we got off of the gold standard. Technically so, and right. We, and we've been off of the gold standard longer than most of us are old. 1971, I, a, I believe it was. I had a $2 bill about 15 years ago. And it had silver certificate on it. Mm -hmm. You cannot find one bill today that says silver certificate. Yeah. Now, everything we have now are notes that says that maybe you might get the money. All right. 
And so what's happening is, is that the only reason why our money has value is because of the, um, how you, what's that word? The value that we place upon it. It's not backed by anything. 30 seconds or less because we have to continue on. Go ahead. 